What up, man? It's your man, John A. Shows from the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. This is episode 31. Now, you guys know I love to start my podcast off by, you know, talking about a maybe a funny story or a story that's kind of serious, but to where I can blend or mix some elements of humor in it so I can start the podcast off on a good note. But with everything going on now in the U.S. in regards to, especially now with the recent assassination of George Floyd, I figure this week will be a little different. It's probably going to be more serious than my my normal podcast episodes because it's it's really not much to laugh about. It's not much to joke about. But um, this morning I had a conversation with Queen E, who was my son's mom, and we had a long conversation because every time we get on the phone, we have long discussions on life, on politics, on race, on religion. Like those kind of conversations are never ending. They normally go on for a long time. So this conversation was probably over an hour long. So I'm going to play only a small amount of this conversation. And within this conversation, we spoke about George Floyd. We spoke about civil rights and the comparison to how we kind of lack a prominent leader now, as opposed to the main ones we had back in the day, the main two being MLK and Malcolm X. And we had a good conversation, some good dialogue. Again, you know, every time we get on the phone, we talk forever. The shit runs on. So I'm only going to play y'all small bits, small bits and pieces. Eventually, I might end up posting a full conversation. But um, it's going to be a tough, 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 tough episode, man. You know, just when you see the world the way it is now. And guys, you guys who have been with this podcast from day one, you guys know it seems as if every couple weeks I'm speaking about a big case that took off and that's not even accounting for the small cases of police brutality that I speak about. But in regards to the death of George Floyd, it was a senseless death. This man should be alive. And the fact that, you know, the prosecutors, some mayors, they are really trying to defend this shit. They're trying to paint the picture that you know, maybe he died from other health problems or, you know, one mayor said he died from he believed that Mr. George Floyd passed away from a drug overdose and just a whole bunch of bullshit to where you can tell that they are already trying to plant the seed so this guy can get off not guilty. So, again, I appreciate you guys for tuning in the first part of this podcast. I'm going to play some of the phone call. I had with Queen E, you know, I called her up so I could have a another opinion for, aside from just my own. And I also wanted a woman's opinion on the situation. So here goes some of that phone call. Again, in the future, I may post the entire phone call in its entirety. And it'd probably be like a bonus episode or some shit like that. But this is part of the phone call I had with Queen E, so... Thank you guys for checking in with the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Stay tuned because after the after I play the shit, after I play the phone call, it's some more shit I got to talk about. Ah, shit. Hit my fucking arm. It's some more shit I got to talk about, so stay tuned. This is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 31. Hello. 
Yeah, good morning. Um, I had to get you live back on the podcast because um, I feel like we had a good conversation last night, like in regards to like civil rights leaders. And because, I mean, you made a good point when you mentioned that, like now in today's generation, there are no civil rights leaders, well, being those that are prominent, such as it was back in the day in regards to MLK and Malcolm X being two prominent figures. So I wanted to get you on to speak a little bit about that and why you think there are no prominent leaders that stand out when in comparison um, to how it was back in the day. It's one of those things that like, for example, what you brought up um, last night regarding um, we just live in a different time, like a time frame. I mean, back then, our mothers and grandparents were legitimately fighting just to eat somewhere or drink, you know, from the same fountain. And I mean, it, it was, they were fighting for survival in regards to that. So they had to be more organized in order to be strategic about how to accomplish these things, even if it meant, you know, um, protesting and mm-hmm. everything like that. So like with us, we haven't, although we are experiencing the same similar things today, just in a more hidden way, or now it's coming to the limelight due to people video recording everything. Um, I don't know, we're just in the social media era. So it's just kind of um, what's hot and what's in. I mean, I, I do truly feel that our generation is upset mm-hmm. and kind of fed up with the whole police brutality and seeing and watching killings literally on on TV, know, on the news. Yeah. But it's, you know, living a different time to where it's like, I don't know, maybe since, you know, we're getting a lot of not guilty verdicts with all of these police brutalities, maybe someone will step up and, you know, try to um, become that leader. However, you know, the times that we live in, we often criticize each other very strongly compared to how they were criticized back then. I mean, I agree, but that, like, that even goes back to what I was saying last night in regards to, like, everything with social media. I could, because I feel this is, again, this is my opinion. I feel as if, if someone was to rise you know, among everybody else and become that, that one prominent figure, that one leader that stands out from the rest, then it's like social media is going to paint them as if they have to be perfect. Like even going back to what Fabulous said last night, like, like the rapper Fabulous, he made a good point last night. Let, let me pull up what he said, where he mentioned something about that. The fight now, it's like, yes, it's painted as black and white, but it should be every single person in the world against racist, against racism. And then, you go, and then you go to the comments and you see people like, oh, fabulous, shut up. You know, like you beat women. Like, like that is what people do, like when you have made mistakes. Like I said last night, if Kodak Black comes out of prison and turns out to be like, you know, and just has like a new leaf on life. Now, do I think Kodak Black is going to come out and become this prominent activist? I don't. But if he was, then people are going to hold his past against him. And that I is mean, and that is what I feel deters people from actually standing up and like pushing themselves in front of the rest in terms of being that prominent figure. Because like like once you become that face, you got to you got to prepare for the backlash. I mean, and I think, yeah, um, I, I want to say that that's true. Um, but it's just going to eventually, it's going to, we don't have no type of guidance right now. It's just kind of like, I agree. people are looking at celebrities um, who really, they don't even know what to do, honestly. And I feel like you know, that right uh, there is part of the issue. Like, like I mean, like, I understand, like, 
like I say all the time, like celebrities, like they kind of run the world now, but we can't sit back and rely on celebrities to tell us what to do, how to act, and we can't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they're like necessary. I don't know if our generation is necessarily looking at them because a lot of times you do get that, oh, well, what is such and such say? What is, you know, and nobody is really taking that effort to just say, you know what, let's not rely on the celebrities. You know what I mean? Because it, I mean, it, I mean, I understand that, but like with the way the world is now, it's hard. It's it's hard for people not to rely on celebrities because, like, that is all people look at when they go on Instagram, when they go on these sites. Like, these are the people that people idolize and people follow. And again, I mentioned before on a different episode the fact that, like, when it comes to people like Drake, it's like, like I like Drake's music, but I feel as if he is someone who does not speak up a lot on social issues publicly because his brand is so big, and and like. I feel like that's the issue as well. And then you see people like J. Cole, even last night, he was in Fayetteville in his hometown marching, protesting with the people. Even when um Mike Brown got killed, he went out there, he was with the people. But like these like these big name celebrities, like they don't speak out because their brand is so big and if they speak out, they're gonna lose sponsors, they're gonna lose money. I agree. And then it messes up their money and, and what they got going. But I that's why we shouldn't have to necessarily rely on them. Leaders back then, in our parents and our gr- grandparents and great uh, great grandparents' days, they were people who were kind of mo. You know, they were molded by what they were seeing. So, it's like the child, they see their mom and grand. You know, their houses being burnt on fire or a cross in front of them. They saw Ku Klux Klan. You know, doing racially stuff to them. They saw they couldn't play with the other or even drink from the same fountain. Or they saw things that was just um they saw the police brutality and them sticking the dogs on them they felt that so as they grow up in that type of mindset in that type of surrounding and environment they wanted they grew up wanting to like you know what no, i agree this gonna work. and they in comparing that to us it's just kind of like yeah we're able to eat at these restaurants yeah we're able to be desegregated you know with the schools mm-hmm. uh, yeah we're able to work with them we even have friends that are you know, in regards to not necessarily black, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, like you said, it's it's just a different time frame. It's a and different era. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, they were molded from what they actually saw growing up, mm-hmm. and it made them want to be more vocal about it because they really ne- they needed that change. I agree. And so they did. They did all the fighting and all the sacrifices and all the deaths and stuff for us to be able to do what we do, and even though we're still seeing inequality. Still seeing, mm-hmm. still having the same issue with police brutality. Hopefully, these protests and these videos and stuff it will emerge another young kid who's seeing this into you know that aspect to where they don't care about mm-hmm. social media, they don't care about any of that you know those um, concerns of what other people may think, and they may be the leader that we necessarily need, but we definitely need someone in regards to so that we can have some type of order or structure of what it is i mean i agree because like right now it seems that as if there's no order but i think one thing that bothers me the most is the fact that like my grandmother she was born in 1918 in augusta georgia and like there's so many stories she told me of you know growing up in like the 1920s the 1930s the 1940s and like everything that went on and the fact that when she passed away at 95 years old from the time she was born up until the time she died like, pretty much, like, not a lot has changed. Welcome back. So, like I said, I am not going to play the whole phone call. The whole phone call is too long. So, here right here is the last couple minutes of that phone call. And, again, stay tuned. The, the episode is not over. 
after the phone call finishes, we're going to take a quick break. And I got some more shit to talk about, man. We had a sad death of a teen who passed away in Tanooka County. We're going to talk about the fucking bitch who called the police. I ain't going to spend too much time because I, I, I get my fucking blood ball and I hate that fucking hoe. And some more shit I want to talk about, man, in regards to a question I asked on Instagram. So stay tuned right here. This is the last couple minutes of that phone call. Up the defense for him to get acquitted. And then I forgot the mayor. There was a mayor in one state. I forgot the state where he said George Floyd probably died of a drug overdose or something else. Like, I don't believe that the guy's knee in his neck caused his death. And this is the mayor of a state. And that's who's in these, those are, this is why a lot of times it's difficult for us to get into these. Once we get into these roles, we have to consider what it is that we can do to kind of change mm-hmm. the narrative. I agree. Because they're racist. These are the same people that are in these high, powerful um, positions for the same ones who parents were probably, or who they were back then on with the sheet over their head. I agree. They were the same so these people are the back then. These cool, the people that was in the Ku Klux Klan members, they were police officers, lawyers, all the teachers. These are the same people that sit there and teach your kids. Or the same I agree. And then they have kids, and then like this, like their same racist and, mindset, it just carries over to their children, and, and it's so like a never-ending repeating cycle that just we just can't seem to break. That's why I'm happy now that we are protesting, we are standing up. You know, we are letting our voices be heard, even the prominent figures. But the, but then again, we got people like Ray J. He showed up to the protest in L.A. driving his exotic car and just showed up. Like, who drives a car to a protest? You saw the video? Um, I haven't seen that. Yeah, where Ray J. Car. drove his exotic car to a protest. The people chant, get out the car, because he in the car just waving, like, get out the car. He eventually got out the car, did a little wave, and drove off. Again, we have celebrities like that who use the protest as a way to get attention, and, like, that comes off as corny to me. But, again, uh, then again, I appreciate you for, you know, for picking up the phone call. And, again, we are going to have a a follow-up discussion on a future episode. So I appreciate you for calling in for having some good discussion because last time you was on, like the listeners, like they liked your opinion. I believe I had you on last time. We spoke about the OnlyFans accounts and, you know, women who made it, you know, in regards to women who chose not to make. So I appreciate you for picking up the phone call. You know, again, yeah. again, we're going to have a follow-up discussion on a future episode. So I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, again, I would love for this podcast to be positive, to be humorous like it like it normally is or be uplifting, you know, to where we can take our minds off of the bad shit that is going on in the world. But it wouldn't be fair to me to use my podcast and not speak on the reality and not speak on exactly what is going on in the world. So I hope you guys enjoyed that phone call. But again, Oh, man, again, I would love to have some kind of humorous shit, some funny shit going on in this podcast, but there are a lot of real life issues. So I want to speak for a quick second about the Mississippi teen in Tanooka County who drowned. He was there to swim across the pond in his apartment, you know, the lake, the pond, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He was there to swim across and come back. And they said they would contribute money or give him money. That would have went towards down payment for a car. Now, I watched the video. It was, oh, the shit was tough to watch. 
So the young man, again, he was, they told him, yo, if you can swim across and you can come back, we'll give you money for a down payment for a car. Now, I believe the guy couldn't swim. Now, the boy's mom said that he can swim. He knew how to swim. He would he would not have gotten the water if he could not be able to swim. But like by watching the video, everything he said before he got into the water made me think he can't swim. Like he asked a couple times, how deep is the water? And of course, you know, you got young teens, you got everybody hyping them up. Oh, you could do it. If you do it, you'll get the money. It's like to me, it was kind of like peer pressure. Again, I am not blaming those around him because, again, ultimately, the final decision to go into that pond and swim across was his. And that goes into, again, to how people may want to be perceived on social media because everybody is everybody was recording him. And this is before he got in. So I just think about the mindset in regards to someone who knows that they are being recorded and they don't want to look like a punk or as they would say in the inner city, oh, you a pussy. Like if you back out of doing something. And now he swam across the water. When he got to the middle, he started screaming. You know, you can hear the water into his lungs because he was beginning to drown. And that's where the shit was tough to watch. And now, eventually he went underwater. Again, this part was not in the video. Eventually he went underwater. You know, sadly, and I didn't see nobody going. I didn't see nobody going after him. And then again, before he went into the water, he asked the question. He said, if I drown, who is going to save me? And a couple men said, oh, I could swim. I'll save you. Again, this young man ended up drowning in Nobody jumped in. Nobody. They had to wait for the the firemen to come with a boat to eventually get him out. And the firemen said that I guess he ended up drowning because like he was able to make it halfway across the pond because his feet can touch the bottom. But once you reach the bottom of that pond, there is a 30 foot drop off. And it made sense in regards to why he started struggling to swim and while his lungs began to take on water when he made it halfway across. But let me play you guys a quick news clip in regards to this sad incident. Here it goes right here. Fox 13, the mother of a man who drowned in Tunica County Saturday, says she wants to mourn in peace. She tells us her family is dealing with the backlash after a video posted on Facebook shows the moments before her son drowned in a pond. Fox 13's Jackie Massey is live in Marks, Mississippi tonight. That's where she got the chance to meet that victim's mother. Jackie. Daryl, the mother wants to make it clear that her son knows how to swim and that it was just a tragic accident. And she says that her other sons would have never dared him to swim across the pond if they didn't think he would make it. We okay. We gonna get through this. It was an accident. I just wish people would leave it alone. Lakizzy Ransom is talking about the negative comments posted on this Facebook video. Let me pause it right quick, and I think that shit is fucking insensitive too. Now, again, 
it's tough because I don't want to blame the person who passed away. I don't want to blame them for their own death, but he should not have went in the water. But the fact that I see many people, you know, commenting or even sending direct messages to the boy's mom saying your son is stupid. Your son is an asshole. You know, your son would still be like, while some of those things may be true, that is not what a mom, a father, a brother, a sister Nobody want to hear that shit when they are grieving the loss of their child. Like that shit is fucking insensitive. If you feel that way, okay, you can feel that way, but shut the fuck up. I understand that people want to come online. Oh, I got to give an opinion and shit, but bruh, this boy's mom is grieving. You don't think she wishes her son had not went in that water? Yes, I'm sure she wishes that. But right now, it's a the point is fucking irrelevant. He went into the water and sadly he passed away. So the fact that people are jumping down the fucking mom's throat, let her grieve. Let her have her space. Shit is fucking insane. That is why I always say, like, there are so many positives in regards to social media, but there also can be so many negatives. Let me finish playing this news clip. Swim, bro. The man in the video is her 19-year-old son, J.W. Ransom. She says he decided to swim across the pond Saturday after his older brothers dared him. She says no one thought he wouldn't be able to make it to the other side. He was tired, but he still tried to save his brother. They tried to save their baby brother. She found out what happened while shopping for J.W.'s graduation, which was planned for June 6th. Now she has to focus on organizing a funeral instead. She says what hurts the most is seeing the comments on the Facebook video. You don't know my kids. They're mine. Why are you mad for one? Okay, let us grieve. Let us mourn. She wants people to remember JW for his easygoing personality, his success on the football team, and his love for his seventh-month-old child, a young man she will miss very much. It hurt. I just want to hear his voice one more time. And I can't, but it's okay. Just a very oh, that shit is very tough to listen to, man. Shit. And they plan on putting together a vigil and a viewing on Friday at the funeral home behind me in March, Mississippi. Oh, and the mother plans on also burying her son in her backyard so she can visit him every night. Reporting live in March, Mississippi, Jackie Matt. That right there is just a fucking sad situation all around. And then when you hear at the end of that news clip that the mom plans to bury her son in her backyard. Like that shit is fucking sad. It's it's tough to the video was tough to watch and it, but it, it's always tough to hear a mom or family speak about the loss of someone so young. He was 19 years old. He had a 7-month-old child. He was about to graduate high school next month. That shit is tough, but um the segue from that. I ain't going to speak too much on this little Central Park bitch. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The bitch that went viral. You play out some of this shit, man. I know by now you already heard this shit. The fucking white bitch in Central Park. And again, I don't hate white people. I just say white bitch because I'm fucking angry. She was in Central Park. Now, I'm from New York City. You cannot be in a fucking park with your dog off of the leash. Bitch, your dog should be on the fucking leash. What the fuck makes you so special to where your dog can't be on the leash? 
So the guy, you know, he's an avid bird watcher. He's a black guy. He goes there all the time to watch the birds. You know, he's part of that community. So he asked her, he said, ma'am, can you put your dog on the leash? And again, she went off after that. Let me play y'all some of this shit. Shit is fucking insane. Like, I wish I can make this shit up, but I can't. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. Bitch choking her dog too. This dog is like, bitch. I'm sorry, I'm in the ramble, and there is a man, African American, who has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my. There is an African American man. I'm look how she, look how the bitch starts screaming too. Threatening myself and my dog. <laughs> and my. I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please stop. Sorry, I'm asking you to stop. Did y'all hear how the bitch elevated? I mean, like white women do that because they want to just let it be known to the 911 operator that look, the shit is urgent. You guys need to come out now. But thank you to the people who eventually put her name out there because there's a group in New York City who frequently go to that park. They walk their dogs and they said once the video began making the rounds on social media, they immediately knew who she was. And one of the white women who put her name out said she felt bad and she was damn near heartbroken watching the video because what the video said to her was the fact that in regards to the black man, she said that what the video said to her was because this black man is inconveniencing me, now I am going to put his life at risk. And like that's exactly what I got from watching the video. Exactly. The fact that before she called 911, she said, I'm look, look, I'm gonna call 911. I'm gonna let them know there's a black man threatening my life. There was no fucking threats made. She let it be known before the call started. I'm gonna call 911. I'm gonna say you are threatening my life. That shit is fucking crazy, man. But the bitch eventually, she ended up losing her job. Thank God. This bitch the fuck out of here, man. But the segue into something, at least to end the episode off with something at least a little lighthearted. Um, I, on Instagram, what was it? Last week, I believe, I asked the question. I said, as a man, should a man be required to pay for every single bill? Because, again, I asked the question. Well, I seen a post. I believe it was on the Shade Room. Somebody sent me a post on the Shade Room. And the post featured the woman. I'm trying to find what she said. Here we go. This is what the post said. And I've seen a lot of women agreeing with it. A lot of women said, you know, oh, that's true. But the post says. Women should be financially taken care of in a relationship. Your woman should not have to worry about paying for a damn thing. And damn is capitalized. If you cannot afford to take care of a woman completely, don't date or pursue a woman until you can. The woman is the prize. Pay for it. 
Now, again, if you guys have been tuned in with this podcast from the beginning, you guys know I do not agree with that shit. Now, should a man pay for more in a relationship in regards to footing more of the bills? Yes. But should a man be required to pay for every fucking thing as the woman said? No. And I got my good friend, Shantario MacGyver. Again, shout out to my man, Shantario, man. He sent in his opinion about how he feels about that situation. I'm going to play the... Um, I'm going to play what he said right now. This is my guy, Shantario MacGyver. I met him in college. He's a great young man. He always motivated me at college. He was a smart guy too, man. So I appreciate this brother 100%. This is what he said in regards to should men have to pay for 100% of the bills to be considered a quote-unquote real man. You play all this shit real quick. My guy, Shantario MacGyver, man. Hey, so this is your boy, Terio. Um, the answer to your question is it the responsibility of a man to take care of all the bills. If it's on, if it's on them to make them a real man, it really depends on the man. If they choose to, mm. you know, set the tone of saying, "Hey, I'm going to do everything for you, A, B, C, D, and E," and they say they're going to be the breadwinner, then yeah. But naturally, you know, what I'm saying I'm always been a fifty-fifty type person. So, oh, this nigga anyway, preaching. So I always find equal in certain things, but it also depends on that person. That sets the foundation of how they want to establish that relationship. So if they say they, if the man said they're going to do everything, then that's on them. If not, then naturally it should always be 50 50, but it mm. depends on the type of background you got raised in. Let me clap again. This nigga preaching, my Get on the phone and talk about this more. If we have to do a live chat. Talk to your boy. I agree 100%. Like he said, it depends on the man. Now, if the man is the breadwinner and he's making a ton of money to where he can't. So when he comes out and said, you know what? All the bills, that's mine. You don't got to do shit. Then okay. But women should not make it a requirement for a man to pay for every single bill just because he is a man. Because I believe that is unfair in a lot of cases. Because again, like I said on Instagram, there have been times where I paid for everything in a relationship and the bitch couldn't cook. There's been times where I paid for everything in a relationship and I come home and, you know, Shit not even looking right Again I'm not saying that the woman has to be The fucking maid and shit But if if I'm working and she's working Like And I'm paying for everything I'm paying for the rent, the utilities, the car note The this, the that, we go on trips I'm paying Like that is a lot So if I'm paying for all that Like everything in the house should at least be 100% straight You should know how to cook Like I'm not paying for everything and then I come home after a long day at work. You home. And I got a number four from Chick-fil-A on the counter. Bitch, take that shit back. You better get some ingredients and grind that shit up. And again, I'm not saying that the man should not foot more of the financial responsibilities. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, ladies, you have to appreciate your man. Like, I feel as if not all, but a lot of women now they kind of set the seed to where they don't have to say thank you. Because if a man pays all the bills and he wants to feel appreciated and he wants to hear a thank you, I appreciate you for paying all the bills this month. I appreciate that. Like, ladies, it is okay to say that. But women have set the seed to where if a man wants to hear thank you, what do most women say? Oh, you a man. You supposed to do that. Any Like, don't do that. Like, do not degrade Everything he is doing for you Because I mean you could leave him And go to another nigga That's not gonna do that same thing 
So appreciate your man, appreciate what he brings to the table. And just, it is okay to let him know, hey man, look, John, Tyrone, whatever the fuck his name is, man, I appreciate you for paying them bills this month. You know, I came home, I was able to relax. I pulled up my shows on Netflix, Hulu, everything you pay for. Just thank you. Give him a hug and let him know that he is appreciated. It is okay. Again, you guys can... DM me on NYC underscore story 718. Leave your opinion. Leave your opinions. Leave your thoughts. You know, DM me questions. Click the link in my bio. I believe in the description of the bio to this podcast, you can click send a voice message. You guys can send you like send your shit in. Like if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, send your messages in. I will reply to them shits live on air. So thank you guys for tuning in to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast episode 31 again. I wish this episode could have been more lighthearted, but it would not have been fair for me to come on here and laugh and joke and pretend shit was okay. When you look outside, you watch TV, you go on social media, and you see that where we are now in the world has not changed in comparison to the way it was over 100 years ago. So thank you guys for tuning in. I love y'all. Stay safe.